Hello everybody and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast, uh, episode 2. This show has been created to enable the runners in and around Portsmouth to tell us their running stories and share their awesome experiences, training, racing, jogging, sprinting and even hiking, pretty much whatever and wherever their running has taken them. I'm really pleased that you've taken the time to listen and again, welcome to the show. So, for this week's show, I am really pleased to welcome Gabrielle Yates. Uh, I met Gabrielle a number of years ago before the start of the Midnight Marathon. And in the interview, we'll find out and learn that Gabrielle has a really long history of running through her life, which started at the age of 16 when she entered her first 10k with some friends. Um, She has a deep-rooted love of nature, such a positive energy about her and I know whenever I see her at runs and races when she's supporting or or running herself she's just you know bounding with energy and and she's always really super supportive um really just a lovely person all around we find out in the show all about her love for the great outdoors the mountains and running generally we also get to hear how Gabrielle took on the adventure uh, of a really long hike uh, from southern to northern Spain Uh, a hike that she's um, done a couple of times uh, and we're going to hear many of the uh, or probably a few of the many stories uh, that she has to share from her experiences and this was such an interesting interview I you know I was blown away by the stories that that Gabrielle had to share and just her bravery and just her, her general overall love for the mountains hiking running and just kind of you know being active generally And one thing you'll learn about Gabrielle through the interview is that she never lets uh, failure as such, um, you know, get in the way of wanting to go out there and attempt things and just enjoy the running and get something from the experience other than just crossing the finish line. And this comes across strong in her interview as well. So before we crack on with the interview, uh, what have I been up to over the last couple of weeks? Lots of training. Lots of running in the rain, like I'm sure a lot of you have been doing. Uh, oh, that wind in Portsmouth is back. Um, mind you, it's never really gone, has it? It's uh, Yeah, there's been quite a few runs battling the wind. Uh, and also, yesterday uh, was the Portsmouth Harbour 50k marathon and half marathon races. And I know a lot of you out there really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it was a really, really good day weather-wise. Um, there's been a lot of rain over the last couple of weeks and it was fantastic to see the sun shining and uh, I think it was a kind of like very glorious day all around really there was a little bit of wind uh, nothing too bad lots of puddles to jump over which made the route back uh, and out along the Billy Trail very very interesting and I don't know how many of you saw the huge unavoidable puddle that was about halfway down the Billy, Billy line Uh, I remember on the way out for the 50k, I managed to jump up onto the side of the grass and avoid most of it. But on the way back when there was marathon runners kind of coming each direction and a few of the 50k runners coming back as well, it made avoiding it almost impossible. So just went straight through the center of it. And from that point on, ran through pretty much the center of all the other puddles as well. So shoes were very, very wet. Socks are very, very wet. Um, But yeah. Overall, the, the day was great. I saw so many of you uh, on, on route and it was lovely to get so many shouts of encouragement from everybody and return those as much as possible as well. Uh, met some new runners out there. It was just, yeah, a lovely day as it always is. And yeah, it was it was felt really, really good crossing that finish line because the, the last couple of miles along the seafront stretch were hard work for me. 
um, yeah, um, it was it was a good day. It's always a, a lovely race that because it kind of signals the start of Christmas time, uh, and yeah, now time just to reflect upon the year and uh, yeah, really really good to start 2020 uh, in a, in good shape. So, congratulations to you all finishing your races and to those of you who enjoyed park runs and any other events over the weekend. Well done. Wishing you a fantastic Christmas and New Year with your friends and family and whoever you may be spending the time with. And hope to see you all out uh, along the seafront for the next uh, New Year double park run for those of you who are doing it. Enjoy the interview and happy miles, everybody. Gabrielle, welcome. Uh Hello. I've done, I've done the whole hand sing to welcome you, but uh, <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming today. That's okay. And I, I really appreciate the time, and you bought me a lovely bottle of mulled wine, which is fantastic. Hopefully you enjoy it. I shall indeed. Yeah. Def- definitely be drinking that for Christmas. Cool. Thank you very, very much. Um, so I guess we'll, we'll dive straight into it, and we'll, um, I want to find out all about kind of how you started running, effectively. So if you can uh, remember back. And, uh, I can try. Remember those first, <laughs> those first few steps. How, how, did your, how did your running journey begin? Um... It kind of spits and spurts. Mm-hmm. I think like maybe a lot of people started running a little bit when you were younger. I do recall uh, a 10k uh, event, fun run, I suppose you could call it, um, when I lived in Torbay, uh, Devon. Um, did it with a group of friends. Not seriously at all. I remember them saying, um, should we go and get a bus halfway through? And me <laughs> being mortified at the fact that they wanted to get a bus. But I remember enjoying it. I know they hated it, yeah. but I loved it. Um, how, how old? How old were you? Sixteen, seventeen. Okay. And had you had you done training for that? No, training not really. I think we'd done a couple of runs together. Okay. And I enjoyed the training, it, but we're talking like probably four or five runs. Okay. It really wasn't much at all. It was just it was literally a group of girlfriends getting together and having a bit of a laugh. That's all I remember it being. Okay. It might be something else surrounding behind that. that I just really can't remember. So, Maybe so, it was so, actually so, really painful. That's amazing, actually. Because I'm thinking back now. I'm thinking. I don't know any, I probably know maybe one or two 16 year old girls who would want to go and do a 10k these days. So yeah. back then was it like... Was it, it, was a, it was, I don't know why we thought about doing it. I think it was just advertised somewhere in yeah. the local um, community yeah. and um, we thought we'd give it a go. Um, I do remember seeing like a PE teacher, she's like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, running. She's like, I didn't know you could run. And I'm <laughs> like, well, actually I can. Because <laughs> um, I was actually quite an active kid, yeah. but not at school. It was yeah. all outside of school. Um, so like, yeah, I guess the, like the teen years are the, the, the years where girls and boys go off and do like chasing boys, video games. Or, I, uh, I, my brother was the yeah. video games. I was the boys, I, but I didn't um, let go of the active side of myself. I've okay. always been quite active. Running was just something that kind of from that ten k race I kind of picked up. Brilliant. But it was like I said um, at the start, it, it was sort of spits and spurts. You know, mm-hmm. flits from one thing to the other. It was never. Um, it's not the way it has been for the last 10 years or so. It was yeah. quite different. But So is that, is, is that 10K a race that still happens these days? I don't know. Okay. I haven't been back to Devon for 22 years. Wow. I left when I was 19. Wow. So I don't know. Okay. And I can't even remember what it was called. I know it started in Paynton. Mm-hmm. And it went out to Torquay and came back again. That's all I can remember. Okay. That's all Amazing. I can really remember. We should go back there one day and see if it's still there. Go, <laughs> go reminisce. I mean, there probably, it probably is. I've still got friends down that way. Yeah. Um probably is okay. yeah so that was your first race brilliant yeah uh, and then your first five runs whatever it took training <laughs> runs was and did with your friends and that was it you yeah. just found a love for it yeah Amazing. well i knew i liked it but like i say i was always quite an active kid mm. 
uh, child, did teenager. You, did you do any other sports or any other activities? And stuff? I wasn't a team sport person. I, I, I um, went skating a lot. Mm-hmm. I went skating. Um, I did ballet dancing when I was younger, up until about 13. A bit of Highland and Scottish with my mum. Oh. Heritage, uh, Scottish heritage from mum's side. Um, and then skating kind of took over when I was about 13, 14. And we okay. used to go like every Saturday to the ice roller skating rink with Bowers. Gosh, I, remember, I remember roller skating rink. It was uh, discos. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. We loved it. And it was a great social thing for mm. us, an active thing for us. Um, bit of horse riding a bit of tennis playing it was nothing like serious i was i'm always that kind of person that will give anything a go yeah i'm not particularly great or anything i'm but i'm yeah. okay at things Brilliant. and i'll just give it a go and that's what i've always been like because i've always been sporty but not at a high level of sport at all okay. in any way it's kind of what i'm hearing kind of matches your because I've, I've, I've kind of met you uh, quite a few years ago at yeah. some races and stuff like that and you've always been like so super energetic super supportive super smiley when when, when you're there watching or yeah. supporting events so yeah, yeah. it kind of like goes just enjoy it goes with, yeah brilliant yeah so the running kind of came from that, that race um and then i remember someone i was dating when i was 17 he has a mate he was a boxer mm-hmm. and um he said do you want to come running with me one day i was already going to the gym and i was already um getting fit after having done that 10k the year previously and yeah. um I was like, yeah, okay. And he took me down these like country lanes in Devon and it lasted about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But again, I loved it. And um, yeah. it kind of just progressed again. It was another little kind of thing going, right, okay, this is definitely something I enjoy. Another spurt of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Brilliant, excellent. Yeah. Did you ever join a, like a cross-country team or anything like no, that during school? No, it school just now? wasn't, it wasn't something that was really available at the school I went yeah. to. Um, and it wasn't something as widely talked about or at all within our social groups it just it, it doesn't seem you're going back quite a few years yeah, it yeah. just doesn't seem that that was really there okay. for us it might have been mm-hmm. and maybe if i'd had parents who were very active which they weren't particularly if maybe i've had parents who were very active maybe they would have kind of guided me in that way but yeah. it just wasn't it just wasn't there okay yeah. cool so after so after that 10k you obviously um found found some love for it and you were kind of dipping in and out of it and stuff yeah where did you go from there did you um, did you have any other races that you wanted to do or any distances you focused on or was there was there any kind of like idea in your mind of right i'm going to eventually go and do this or or did you just not really just dip in um, and out of it? I mean, you had you had i think you mentioned um earlier we were chatting earlier that you had a like about a 10 year break in between um doing like one of your races and then kind of yeah back into it. running was always been so i started traveling when i was 19 hence why i said when i left devon at 19 um I went to go traveling. I think I might have started again when I was 19, 20. I was working in Spain mm-hmm. in a bar. So I've just seen your cat walking in. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and um, we lived um, just on the beach, yep. but behind us, there's loads of lovely hills. And I just thought I'm going to go and explore those hills. So I ran around the hills, not for very long, 30 minutes, maybe maximum of an hour. And it was just something I enjoyed doing. It was seeing an area that I wouldn't necessarily have gone to see. Mm. Um, that's great isn't it about running you just go yeah. and, you just go and see places that you would never end up yeah I really yeah. like that it was never really about races it was always just about exploration mm. and, and obviously maintaining that fitness and I just felt good doing it yeah it really was I feel good doing this I like what I'm seeing I'm going to keep on doing that mm-hmm. and you just kind of went from there really okay um, and, you, and you, did you, you ran with other people no you, by myself by yourself okay brilliant a lot of my running to be honest is by myself okay um, unless I can 
like drag a few other people with me it's trying to find people who have a similar kind of pace to you that's always it's always a concern isn't it it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean so, like yeah. dave now he he we, we run together but he's so much faster than i am now that i'm, I'm very aware that i'm holding him back yeah. so dave is your partner yeah yeah, yeah. yeah and and we run together in various different locations but i'm just i'm very aware of that mm, okay. slowing people down um, everyone always has that fear i mean i, I have it as well you know go, you go i go running with with other friends with yeah. quicker and you're always just worried that you're going to interfere with their training or something like that. But i think most of the time people are you know in a lot of people's runs are recovery type pace runs and yeah. just enjoying the scenery and enjoying conversation and stuff so yeah yeah so brilliant okay excellent so um yeah i was just gonna i was gonna say earlier um, what you were saying about kind of being overseas and running i remember going to australia a couple of years mm. for, uh, for a holiday and we had landed at just after midnight mm. and gone to bed and I'd woken up the next morning and found a local running group on Facebook because ah. I don't I don't waste any time with me it's just yeah. always running and that night I was scheduled to go out running with them so just to kind of explore and see more it's of the a great area, way obviously. to do it it's just so good I mean yeah. there's so many running groups on Facebook now and it's, everything's just yeah. so accessible it's yeah. just so easy but I guess back then maybe there, I didn't was... even have the internet yeah, there you go. You know, I, I I wouldn't have known where to start when mm. I was 19. I mean, my first email address was when I went to Australia. Okay. Um, at, again, at 19, just before Spain. And I think I didn't really use it that much. Mm. So when I went to Spain, it, was just, it wasn't a thing for me. Yeah. I think there might be a few internet cafes. Oh, internet cafes, yeah. I mean, they still, they still exist, but you... you know, they're you, really, you really <laughs> rare. Um, so yeah, finding a club wouldn't have been a thing for mm. me. It wouldn't have been an option. And my Spanish is pretty to be honest yeah. so um it's a good example of how that kind of technology has yeah. enabled people to kind of hook yeah, up definitely. and get together and running groups and stuff it, it's really been definitely such a good impact yeah excellent so um so in spain did you do any like long long running or any, any not races really like i said it's it probably just, an hour and okay. i think but it just kind of instilled in me something uh about just getting out and exploring just getting out and seeing and 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 there's nothing to fail at Yep. You're just stepping out your door and seeing what you can do and seeing what's around you. That I wasn't pushing myself, like I said, for any particular race or any particular mm. goal. It was just purely just about seeing what's on my back doorstep. And was it hot, really hot. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, do, you prefer, do you prefer running in heat or? Uh, I don't mind. Cold? I've got used to being able to run in both. Mm. Um, I've worked in ski seasons, so I go running up in the snow. Quite happy to do that. Quite as comfortable doing that as I would be running somewhere nice and hot. Yeah. Um, it takes a while to acclimatise to that. Yeah. So I'm not saying that straight away that felt good, but I wasn't I wasn't adverse to doing either of those things. Okay. okay. Just kind of quite happy just giving it a go. Brilliant. Have you ever saying that you've run around ski resorts, have you ever done one of those I've seen those runs on, on YouTube where they kind of like run up the the ski the ski jump? No. In in the in, when it's dry and not iced. No. <laughs> I don't think I've got the strength of my legs. I mean, they're, they're probably no, pretty... I've seen those look crazy. <laughs> no, that's just... No. I mean, I, I'm not a skier. I'm a snowboarder. Okay. Um, but no. <laughs> so so what, what areas have you run in Spain then? Just out of just out of interest. In where? In Spain. In Spain. Um, wait, wait, a lot wait. of Barcelona. A lot of bit Barcelona, of Valencia. Okay. Valencia. Mercia. I did a race a few years ago in uh, just outside of Mercia, which was lovely. Okay. Um, La Sagra Sky Race, um, wow. uh, Malaga area okay. around there. Um, kind of oh, that'd be really nice. I'd, yeah. I'd love to run over there sometime. You should. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of local races out there. The good thing about Spain is, unlike France, where you have to have a medical certificate, ah, you don't okay. need often need to in a Spanish race. It depends on the distance, mm. but often you don't need to, and that's quite nice. And they're really cheap. 
Some, someone, someone really needs to sort that out. That uh, the, the medical certification thing because I you know I went to out to um, Chamonix yeah. this year and which you did really well out. Yeah, well you did. I got, I got through it. Yeah, which is you know you did it, which yep. is fantastic. Yeah, yep. and uh, I just remember the part of the process of getting entry is to get a medical certificate yeah. signed by your doctor. So I, I booked an appointment with my local GP, took a day off work, and got there, and they literally just said no. Yeah. We're not going to do it because we're, you know, something does happen to you. Yeah. I said, well, look, I'm a runner. I'm healthy. Yeah. I, I think I'm healthy. I'm fit. Um, you know, I just need somehow this, to get this signed. And they, they said, oh, well, I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll keep it in our drawer. We'll, we'll, we'll get back to you. They never did. So I had to, I had to go. You, it's, it's potluck, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that said, it, it's, I can understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. It, it is their liability at the end of the day. It's their head that's yeah. on the line. Um, sometimes you are lucky. I'm, I'm very lucky. I've got good gp and they they've known me for quite some time um and they just they do it and they just i just pay 20 quid okay. i'm quite right. lucky but i know that there is sometimes hassle yeah. seems, or, it seems hit and miss you're right yeah. yeah and if you can afford to go and see someone and have a, a full test done more power to you you know it, it, there's nothing wrong with kind of doing that yeah i think it's useful for you potentially yeah, you might true. find something out that's actually needed to find something out that's very true yeah you do hear stories all the time scary stories yeah, yeah. um so yeah with spain um no didn't need that okay that's so i did a nice race out there mental mental note made for yeah. uh, if i see any any nice yeah. races out there i know there's loads to do that. there are loads <laughs> itra website international trailwelling association has a ton okay. an absolute ton of races on there mm. in spain all kind of distances so, so talking about um, trail running, you've done quite a lot of trail running and hiking over here in the UK. So I've, I've seen you a couple of times on the South Downs Way. Yeah. Um, what, what, what other trails have you done around the UK and do you have any favourites? Or, or... I don't know if I have favourites because they're all different and, mm-hmm. and beautiful in their own way. Um, uh, well, South Downs Way is lovely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's always going to be its home turf, isn't it? That's it? Yeah. 20 minutes so, up the road? Precisely. Um... South Downs 50, I've done that a few times now. Try the South Downs 100, DNF'd. So that's the ultra, the ultra marathon, 50 miles, 50 miles South yeah. Downs, but yeah, okay. Um, so I like it because it's it's local. North Downs Way, fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. It's very, I like what I like about the North Downs Way is it, it changes quite a lot. I hear that a lot from And yeah. I, I like that about a trail. I like the one minute you can be in a woodland, one minute you can be out in the fields, one minute you can be somewhere that's um, really sandy mm-hmm. and, and just... A few roads as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, more so than the South Downs, yeah. definitely. Uh, it's a little more um, built up in places, but some spots are just stunning. Okay. So I like it for that. Um, Brilliant. And so, so how did you... So, so you've done the 50 mile. You, yeah. so, so you've done ultra running. Fantastic. Uh, how, did that, how did that come about? How did your first ultra ever come about? Um... So, so we go, we're going back again. So you're, so you're dipping in and out of the running, mm. been to Spain, mm. come back. A little bit, yeah. Little bit. And then uh, ski season, start ski season. Okay. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember now. Where did the ultra running come? <laughs> dates, oh. and d- dates and ages <laughs> and times are always difficult. Um, <laughs> I lived in, so I went to New Zealand, met somebody, French, okay. Frenchman. We moved to France. And I ended up uh, working in ski resorts, small ski resorts okay. with him. And I did a summer um, uh, season. And Is that near, near Chamonix? Or yeah, near? it was. It's oh. sort of mid um Gosh, area. And we so would, beautiful. It's lo- lovely. I, absolutely amazing um, running area, as you know. 
and um, almost as lovely as Portsmouth. Hmm? Almost as lovely as Portsmouth. Different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. I mean, it, it's hard to compare places that are so mm. different. Yeah. And we have the sea. It depends, on what you, it depends on what yeah. you like and depends on what you want to get out of it. Um, so yeah, Michev, actually no, I was in Samoans. I was working in Samoans with him and um, Joe Decathlon. Yep. So we'd gone into Decathlon to buy, I don't know what, jumper or something like that from sports shop. And there's like a little brochure and it had, um, I can't remember the chap's name, but Sherpa something. And I'm really bad at names. And um, it was 2003, 2004, no, 2003. And it was the UTMB. Okay. And I just remember thinking, I'd already, I was already a really keen hiker. I'd, I'd hike up mountains, run down them. And I was out almost every single day doing that kind of okay. thing whenever I could outside of work. And um, I was like, I could do that. Right. <laughs> Typical kind of bolshy 23, 24 year olds. Yeah, like, oh yeah, yeah, well, why not? I can do that. I will do run in the mountains. <laughs> that sounds easy. <laughs> um, it's not. Um, <laughs> But it just kind of inspired me, mm-hmm. and I just thought one day I'm going to do that. Okay. And, um, and you said sorry, that was two thousand and four, three, three or four. Okay. Um, I must have been twenty four. So yeah, um, and that was the first year I think that it started. I was going to ask what, what was it like, just very very briefly to interrupt. What was it like back then compared to what it is now? Well, I didn't do it, but I just remember seeing it. Seeing it. Okay. What was it like? Um, less people, a lot less people. Well, yes, a, yeah. a lot less. I think I think, and I'm please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think. It was more a case of uh, just a small group of people getting together and ah, right, trying okay. it out kind of thing. Oh, and oh, it, yeah, it's progressed it so much. Um, I mean, it's a massive business, international business now. The mm. UTMB, they've got various things across the across the world. But um, yeah, that's how I started in the ultra running. It just purely from magazine into decathlon and going, I could do that. Were you blown away by the, by the distances you were reading? Oh, and I, I was, it, I really was a bit blasé in, mm. in my attitude typical 23 year old thinking no I can do anything <laughs> um, I, can, I, can, I can save the world yeah well <laughs> I don't know why I thought I could I just thought I, that I could um, I've proven that I can't I have tried but it still seems a possibility you can you, you, yeah. I, I think you can there's, I, there's, there's, no, there's no doubt about that but yeah, yeah you just got to have the right the right time the right race yeah Yeah. I think back then if I had actually given it a go I probably would have finished mm. it because I was super fit I was properly mountain fit Um, and for whatever reason I I kind of carried on running didn't enter it I don't know why I should have done but I don't know why (laughs) you wouldn't have had a ballot back then no we didn't no No, there wasn't it wasn't for a good few years I think Um, and then it might be in the CCC that they put on or was it the TDS yeah so I assume they didn't have all the races that they have now because now it's quite a wide format of of runs yeah um See, it's, it's interesting sort of seeing how it has progressed. Mm-hmm. So you finished there and then you kind of seen Centurion events when you got back over here at some point? Or was that was that Centurion 50 your first ultra race? No. Um, well, it depends on what your class is an ultra, doesn't it? Which is a cold question. Okay. One, one step more than 26.2. <laughs> um, I, uh, and there's so many backstories to stories. Um, I, haven't just, I haven't just called them long runs in the end. <laughs> just, just a long run. <laughs> The, the UTMB had quite a hold on me. Um, and when I came back to the UK, which is when I was 30, so kind of was jumping another seven years, okay. I came back to the UK as one of my parents. My parents were very ill. They subsequently passed away. And that kind of really motivated me to actually go, right, this is something I really want to do. I'm just going to do it now. I've got nothing to lose. Yep. Life is too short. 
I've got so to give this a try. It's how losing someone can, can do that and, and it does. motivate people in different ways. Yeah. Sadly, yes. Yeah. But equally, that's yeah. a great thing. Um, I've got, you've got to take a positive from it. Um, mm. So it just kind of drove me to kind of like start looking at, drive me to looking at races. South Downs 50 was one of them. I think Mark Burnell might be the person who mentioned it to me. Um, now Mark, I've heard Mark's name, and I and I think I've spoken to him a few times. He's yeah. a Portsmouth runner. Yes, as well. he is. Yeah, lovely okay. chap. Yeah. Um, but he might have been a friend of a friend, and that friend introduced me to him. So, and then we went off running somewhere in the South Downs, and I, I vaguely remember him being connected to South Downs Fifty, and me thinking that I could do that. Mm. In fact, I think he, I think I spoke to him on Facebook once, many many years ago. He gave me some advice on backpacks. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good guy. guy. Yeah, and he's friendly. designed many. Um, he's a graphic designer design stuff for Rob Pigo and his events Um, so yeah uh, sort of fast forward 10 years from initially finding out about the UTMB um, chatting with somebody locally in Portsmouth um, them sort of inspiring me to do the South Downs 50 what do you need to do the South Downs 50 you need to do a marathon in order to qualify for this 50 miler so, so they still had the qualifying I think they did okay. I think they did I might I might be saying porkies I wouldn't be surprised because I know James, El- James Elson who started Century yeah. he's very very conscious about people the right people entering the race making sure that they've got the right fitness yeah. level and stuff so it wouldn't surprise me if they did back then um, could be wrong I was yeah. aware of like doing other distances so I, I, I tried my hand at sort of 50k's um, before doing the South Downs 50 2012 that was uh, that I was like okay I've got to do a couple of 50k's to make sure I've got the right fitness to do a 50 miler and um, <laughs> I went down to Endurance Life in December okay. 2012 and again this whole kind of I've got such a false sense of bravado I'm, I'm <laughs> like I can do this it's fine that's the best attitude to have it's, I think it's great <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not scared of giving things a go I, I, th- I think that's a really, really, really strong, good character. I don't to have. tend to worry, which is good in some ways, yes, but bad in others because it means you relax a little bit because it you think that your mind is going to mm-hmm. be wonderful all the way through, and sometimes it's not, as, as you know. Yeah. And as soon as things physically start to break down, yeah, which they do quite quickly if maybe you haven't trained enough, yeah. Um, it's similar when you start a podcast, you just dive in and start a podcast, and you think, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> what can Happen. What can happen? What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> um, so yeah, endurance life, two thousand and twelve, December, and um, again, I can't remember where I heard that. I think it must have been purely just through researching what events give me points for the mm-hmm. UCMB. Okay. Um, met a chap called Stuart Leisman. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Stuart. Lovely chap. Yep. And and he knew Susie Chan, so introduced me to Susie. And I ran a little bit with her and then I was too slow and she was like, I've got to carry on. I'm like, that's fine. I ended up DNFing. Okay. Um, well, rather, they gave us such a stringent time on uh, finishing the marathon distance to mm-hmm. allow you to go on to do the 50K. And it's only, you know, a couple of miles more, but they were like five and a half hours or six hours, I think it was, okay. to do the marathon distance, right. which is quite quick yep. for the kind of terrain that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Not impossible because obviously people can do that but yeah. for someone who's your first time six hours is quite stringent yeah. i think it took me like seven it's hours still a or something huge ask isn't it i mean yeah put the time aside when you when you like you said the terrain on those routes are really really tricky it's, so it's a big ask of the body yeah. it's huge yeah so i dnf that but it didn't stop me i remember dave dave came down with me boyfriend and um he was like right is that it then and like are you going to stop now because it's obviously hurt you and i'm like no <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I know that I can. I've learned something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
about myself and I didn't hate it mm. I was just a bit slow um, it, it strikes me you're, you're really really good at taking a bad situation and, and turning it around turning it around which yeah. is which is fantastic yeah I mean, don't get me wrong I've, I've had a few paddies mm-hmm. um, do. <laughs> yeah um, so yeah that was my first kind of delve into ultra running and then I, I booked another one in quite quickly knowing that I needed to kind of stay on that that sort of um, route and not kind of fall off it so yeah. I think the one was in March of 2013 okay. and I was going to do the South Downs 50 in the following month in April okay so um, beginning of the year spring time spring-ish time yeah. leading into the summer can that, be warm can be cold it was so it was the actual well South Downs 50 I'll tell you about that but um the first 50k that I actually officially finished um purely because of a lovely chap called Paul Sahota who's fairly local to here Emsworth run a lovely guy he literally dragged me around to the finish really yeah um New Forest um, okay. Ultra, that doesn't exist anymore. I think the last one was last year or the year before that, maybe. Is that the one that goes over the old, what, it, what was an old airstrip? No. The road? 70, 70k? Something like that? No. It might have been. Okay. I mean, they, they event, they, it was 50k at the beginning. They might have pushed it up to a 50 Perhaps miler. Maybe. I think it might be the one, yeah. Um, round um, uh, Linwood campsite, it starts at. It was yes. really great. Yes, I did run that one, yeah. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Brilliant. Did you like it? L- lovely route. Yeah. I-, I had a bit of an issue with the feed stations. Right. Because the um, I think I remember uh, somebody dipping bottles into like a trough of water and oh. there was like grass in there and probably a few bogeys and stuff. And I was like, Ugh. Do I really want to be? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, no, it was good. I, I-, I love New Forest. I think it's fantastic. Stunning it's really, place really to run. It snowed um, and I was wearing shorts. Um, yeah, fantastic. My legs loved me for that. <laughs> they didn't freeze at all. Um, so... Yeah, because of Paul Sahota, he got me through. Um, I think I met Keenan, Keenan there as well, or maybe I'd already met Keenan previous to that. Okay. Um, Keenan Easton. Um, met another girl called oh Sugar, what's her name? Fiona McNellis, who's okay. a really good ultra runner. Um, and just meeting these people, mm-hmm. you know, inspiring. Who Paul, who was willing to sort of you know forgo his own race really for me and that meant something and that That's was amazing. I wanted to be part of yeah. that so sort of fast forward again another month coming up to the South Down 50 I ended up getting ill mm. I didn't start the race as a result I've got you really can never avoid can you no I mean, you're get Ill, you're and get I'm Ill. not someone to run whilst I'm ill I I don't think it's good for your body yeah. um I just I just won't push myself through an illness I just just won't do it and I was ill I was like couldn't move out of bed Robert, yeah. um and for that kind of just if it had been a 5k maybe i would have gone mm-hmm. maybe or 10k but for a 50 mile for your first 50 miler if you can't move out that's of bed a, it's just really yeah. so I was, I was obviously gutted so that uh, my dream for coming to kind of go into the utmb was you must have been thinking oh this is this is never gonna happen no well yeah <laughs> i mean you know yeah basically yeah, yeah. um so as soon as i kind of got better um i entered into the race to stones and i dnf that Oh no! <laughs> I'm like the queen. I uh, seriously, I'm the queen of DNF. How long is race to the stones? Hundred k. Okay, so you decided to up the distance again. For the, for the <laughs> like you do yep. again, the whole bravado thing. It's yeah. Um, Why not? Why yeah. Not? Well, I just thought, well, I've trained for fifty miles. It's only an extra ten k, twelve k, twenty k. I can do that. <laughs> that's, that's exactly where I told a friend for the Portsmouth fifty k. Okay. Which is, which is you know, we're recording now, which is coming this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I've told him, don't worry, you know, don't do the marathon. It's fine. The 50k is, because I, I mean, I do think it's quite a close distance. It but is. It, but it is difficult. That last kind of six, five, yeah. six miles is yeah. hard. So yeah, similar thing. Yeah. Um, so it was a hot day, but with um, intermittent storms. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I gone off too hard or, or what, but I was starting to get. Um, I've never heat. heard I've never heard that before. Runners going off too hard. Never. <laughs> well, it's quite unusual for me. I'm like I'm a slow runner, so sensible at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. generally, um, maybe not on shorter distances, but on the longer stuff, I go off really slow. But on this one, I think I went off too hard. And I could, I got the sense of getting a heat exhaustion. I was mm-hmm. starting to sort of like get blurry vision. I getting palpitations. Um, was that quite early on into the race? Or? About fifty k in. So okay. I was gone over halfway. Okay. And uh, my legs had swollen up quite a lot, and I was getting horrible heat rash. And I think I just, I think mentally, I'd kind of started to give up a little bit. Okay. Um, which is what I was saying before about. I can have all the the positive stuff in my head going on, but if my body's not working very well, it doesn't balance itself out. I'm not very good at kind of picking myself back out of that. I'm I'm very similar. If I I've I've written many many times about being ill in ultra races, and I completely get what you're saying. Mm. When that illness comes on, or when there's pain all Mm. around the body and stuff like that, it's amazing how the mind just Mm. goes. Do you know what? Mm. You might have been really positive ten hours ago. Mm. Not happening. No. (laughs) So, um, I made it to seventy k. And Race Stones is, I could have walked in, but all I saw in my head was, I've got another 30k to go. It's going to take me friggin' ages. Right. It's going to take me at least eight or nine hours. And I was just like, fuck that. For <laughs> so I'm just like, no. I, but now I, now I look back and I'm like, I could have done that. Yeah. You know, beauty of hindsight. Um, but again, that's experience. I just ticked it off as like, I'm not going to give up. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've DNF to 50K, I've DNF to 50 mile, I've DNF to 100K. I'm still going to crack on. Yep. Other people probably look, oh, maybe not, not, it's not for you. And I'm, I was like, yes, it is. So I'm Absolutely. still going to keep on trying. Yep. And it, it's just every other race after that has been me trying to get towards the UTMB. So 2014, managed to do the South Downs 50, ticked that off. Woo-hoo. I think I met David Harvey at that race. I might have, he's a friend of Mark Burnell's, so I think I might have okay. waved at him sometimes from running, but I met him for the first time I must, there. I must say, I've got to know Dave recently. He's an absolute legend. Yes. He's a machine. Yeah. He is hard as nails. Yeah. Shout out to you, metal boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude. He um, a good he's a good dude. Yeah. And um, I finished that. And then um, I'd already entered the OCC, which is the UTMB's like smallest race. That's the fifty-six k. Yeah, I think it was fifty-three at the time. Fifty-three k. Okay. Um, and it was a ballot, but there was no points because it's the first year it was on. Mm-hmm. So I'd entered obviously in the December January time. Got in. Um, knew I had the South Downs fifty. Did the South Downs fifty. Off the back of that, I obviously had a bit of fitness. Um, I think I did a triathlon in between. Wow. Okay. A mini tri, mini 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 triathlon. Because there's so many different distances in triathlon. What was that? Here? Is it the Olympic it really, or the half Olympic? It was half? like a it was like a super sprint. A sprint, it was called, a sprint. But it was yeah. it was even shorter than a sprint. Okay. Um, for a laugh, just for something to sort of break up. Yeah. The training a little bit. Um, Sometimes you need that. I mean, the, the yeah. running relentlessly, training for these for these ultras is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's my training's hard. never been relentless. I. I, I and I think it shows with the different amount of DNFs that I've had. But um, so just, yeah, I did just the, doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, I like I, I like to dip my toe in different things, mm. and I think sometimes it's good to sort of um, not be too focused on one goal all the time. Um, and I think I needed that because I was also it, it, UTMB was a big thing for me, so I didn't want to become so kind of invested in it. Yeah, that it took over everything. Um, I was invested, but I didn't want it to be my life okay. at that point. Um, so Again, I did the OCC. So I just I, I wish I could be more like that. <laughs> yeah. um, 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm sensible. Um, so did the OCC, loved it. Okay, and Absolutely. you got through that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I knew I could. I really, really believed in myself. I'd done the South Downs 50. I'd got the experience previously for having living, lived in the Alps. I'd yeah, probably so done about five, five years living in the Alps. Experience. So I kind of knew that mountains I could get through. It's a whole different ball game, as you know, if you found out. Yeah. Running oh, yes. in the mountains is not like running in Portsmouth or in the South Downs. No. There's, there's nothing like it. No. And so I kind of pulled back on that experience that I had previously working mm-hmm. in ski resorts and stuff. Um, and they've got quite a comfortable cut-off time. I think it was 13, half, 13 hours, okay. 13 and a half hours. I did it at 11.28. Okay, brilliant. Um, which so I was happy well, with. So well under the cut-off. So and yeah. that was me enjoying it. You know, I would stop at the aid stations. I would sit down. I'd made some cheese sandwiches. I sat down and ate my cheese sandwiches. I enjoyed the whole ambience of it. Mm. I, I, I'm not going to win races. I'm not going to come anywhere close to like the top... That's Whatever. not your priority, though, is it? It, it never has been. Yes, it would be nice to win. Don't get me wrong. It'd be lovely to win something. Um, not going to happen. Um, no, you have been first finisher somewhere, haven't you? Or first mm? or second finisher somewhere, have you? Park run. Park run. There you go, it counts. Um, I might have won third old lady at a race or something. Third old... Come on, Gabrielle. Third old lady. I know. I did laugh no when I saw that. Because um, I was 35 or 36 at the time. I was like... Um, I'm not old. Yeah. Um... So yeah, finished it, loved it, great race, and it ticked a box. It ticked a little bit of the mm. UTMB box. It, it kind of um, motivated me still to carry on and, and get to the longer stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, brilliant, excellent. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got through that OCC because I mean, it's if you're going to finish one, that's that's one to finish. It does finish in Chamonix as well, does it? Comes yeah. Through yeah. Isn't um, that special? I mean, amazing. Everything in the race itself went well for you. You were quite happy in the mountains. Brilliant. Yeah, you were good. Comfortable. Mm. Really comfortable. Um, but I think a lot of it came off the back of having done the South Downs 50. Okay. South Downs 50, April, OCC, obviously slightly less distance. Yep. But a lot more ascent. Yeah, a, you know. a hell of a lot more. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was, like you said earlier, I was, I was not horrified. Horrified is the wrong word to use, but I was shocked, shocked mm. at the... Ascent. Just a continuous climbing on those mountains. Hours and hours you're going yeah. up. Ten yeah. I, I K can it. take you three hours. Yeah, I, I remember shouting out at night, just going, "Fucking hell! When is this? When is this going to ever end?" Yeah, and yeah. I, I made up little songs that basically had "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you cunty <laughs> hill, fuck you." But it made people laugh. Sorry, people are listening. Could, I wonder if you could sell that as, a, as a, maybe a Christmas album or something. <laughs> I don't know how many people would buy that, but yeah, yeah. maybe. There was, um, there, there was lots of swearing going on from lots of different nationalities. I, yeah. I, I could tell. So, but yeah, no, brilliant. I mean, the mountains are just beautiful out there. I. I Love it. I'd go back there any time. Yeah. And hopefully we'll get the chance to one day soon. So Have you um, entered the UTMB ballot again? Uh, I can't this year. I can't enter the ballot this year because we're uh, financially squeezed a little yeah. bit this year. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it was, it was quite, it's quite an expensive trip it overall. Is. I mean, it's quite, it's, it's cheap in chunks, if I can, if I can call it that, cheap yeah. in chunks. But looking back, the whole experience over the, over the months cost. It's a lot of uh, investment. Yeah. It's about 500 quid and... And obviously, I'd, I'd want to maybe take the family out there and stuff. Yeah. So if I can save up and maybe take the family and show them the mountains, maybe next year, twenty twenty one, better. Yeah. I'll be in a better position to do that. Yeah. So um, from fifty milers to hundred mile attempts. Yeah, attempts. Okay. Oh, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to say that. But, uh, attempts are good. Yeah, it's only because I was there on that on on, on one of your South Downs way. I think we ran it to two thousand and 
six, seventeen, maybe. Seventeen. I think I think it might have been seventeen, because eighteen you were. I think I remember seeing you at the start. Dave was at one of the starts, I think. Possibly. Yeah, he was. I remember seeing him there. Um, prop- that was the that was that. Yeah, that was the South Downs. Yeah. 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 How did that go? Was, was that your first hundred mile uh, attempt? Uh, no, I think I tried to do the North Downs hundred. And I failed. How far, how far did you get? <laughs> Not very. Um, Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight miles. Okay. Thirty-five. I think I got a bit lost. Had a bit of a paddy. Got to Rygate Hill, or just after Rygate Hill, mm-hmm. and um, mentally fine. Okay. Not a problem whatsoever. But I'd had IT band issues. Right. Okay. I think I'd done Portsmouth Marathon maybe the year before, or the year before that maybe, mm-hmm. and. Um, started to get issues with IT band. So training had been kind of sprodic leading up to the North Downs okay. in that year. So you're not able to do as much distance and Yeah. Like and that. I'd become very cautious. Okay. I, I used to love downhills. Love them. And, and ever since the IT band issue I've, I've kind of been a bit reticent. It's got better. Um but every so often it kind of rears its head. Um yeah. and uh, without me really knowing why. Um and then it'll go away again. Um it just so happened that during the North Downs it reared its head probably quite early on okay i think the same thing happened with the south downs hundred we had okay. his head from early on um yeah okay so are you, are you, do you have any idea to when you wish to go back and, and try the hundred distance again i think the reason why i did the north downs hundred was i had a free place because okay. I volunteered yeah so that, it was never really like a massive desire for me to do that particular one it's lovely and I love parts of it I've done the whole thing um over a four-day hike that I did because I wanted to check the whole thing out so I kind of took my tent and everything and quite laden and um hiked the whole thing I hiked uh, 85 miles but it's not the whole I didn't do the very very last bit I think or maybe just after Rochester I think I didn't do a section there okay. um I stopped along the way to see my sister she lives in Orpington which is quite close okay um so i made a you know i I, i've seen the route but it never really appealed to me as a running route um for the whole hundred miles it wasn't it wasn't a focus south Downs hundred i did really want to finish Mm -hmm. um i did really want to give that a good crack um but it didn't work out okay right so future maybe maybe yeah maybe yeah all right so you mentioned just now you mentioned hiking that you've done the north downs away in chunks yeah now I remember was it a couple of years ago? I remember you saying that you were going to go off and do this big hike in Spain, and this is this is this is a, this is a portion of the interview that I've been really excited to hear about because, <laughs> um, from my own point of view, doing something like that on my own would frighten the hell out of me. Um, I, I wouldn't know where to start, where to, where to start planning, what to do, how to tackle it. I'm so keen to hear what motivated you first of all to go out and want to do that, uh, and how you kind of planned it and went about it and stuff. So. Tell us all about the all about the big hike attempt at, oh, number, was, one, number one <laughs> number yeah number one exactly it's all about attempts with me isn't it um so i because i've kind of had a traveling background um and hiking background living in the alps the idea of hiking across a country or running across a country kind of appealed to me um as a mode of transport mm-hmm. Um, using your own body to get across a place just I don't know it just appealed to me yeah something natural and and raw about it yeah um so Spain because 
uh, my parents, um, who, like I mentioned before, sadly passed away. They left a property in the south of Spain. Okay. And I thought, well, why don't I just go from the north to the south and then get to the property um, and try and sort it out? And most people were like, just fly out there. I was going to say, hike, <laughs> hike your way to holiday. Hmm. Um, I'm with you, don't worry. <laughs> uh, it, it, I just, it just sounded like an interesting idea to me. Um, it, it, for me, it just it felt feasible. It felt doable. Um, I think having a tra- travelling background kind of took all the fear aspect out. All I was doing was just travelling through a country, okay. like I'd done before in previous times. But this yeah. time I was using my own steam. I wasn't using, um, wasn't going to use public transport um, for large, large chunks of it. I wasn't sort of getting off to a place and touring around that little place, and then getting on the bus again and going to another place. I was literally moving from one town to the other. Wow, by um, foot. By foot, yeah. yeah, mostly by foot. So 2016, December, I decided to, to do it. Um, in hindsight, not the best time of year to be doing it. Yeah. Um, beautiful, absolutely stunning time of year, but not the best time of year to be doing something like that. Uh, I'd got out there and... Barcelona, and then sort of headed north to... Uh, I've forgotten the name of the place I started at Aguilana, I think it was. Okay. Somewhere had, in the north. Had, had you actually planned? Yeah. To. Uh, yeah. To start there. Uh, there were some plans, definitely. Okay. Um, I. Actually, quite good at that. Hello, push cat. Go take the cat out. Um, <laughs> don't mind cats. Um, so yeah, I kind of decided to start from the north, hike down to the south, to get to the property in the south. So I'd started checking out online. Um, various routes obviously the one that most people know about is the one that kind of goes from east to west uh, the pilgrimage okay. uh, Saint-Jacques de Compostelle um, there there are routes that go from north to south there's a European route E4 so I want to try and pick up some of that so, so where do you where do you find out about these routes is there a website that has them there's or? Trail Dino okay. um, Trail Dinosaur Trail Dino and it's literally got the whole world of different sort of trails on there and some of them have gpx's for the trails um i knew because I, again going back to france because i'd kind of done a lot of hiking in france i'd done like a couple of weeks hiking on a lot a few gr grs here and there i knew that there were grs existing okay. in spain so I, I kind of already had that knowledge there that there would be some in spain so i searched a few and i think it was a gr2 that i started on um i think it was a gr2 pretty sure it was a gr2 and uh it linked up a little bit with the e4 um and i i made a plan i had a spreadsheet um each town what was in that each town what was the post office whether it was a bakery i made little notes whether they had campsites in there or whether it had a b&b if i needed or whether they had a pharmacy um i even went like a google maps and sort of see if i could see there was water fountains okay kind of needed that kind of thing um basically where I could get provisions from if I needed any help where can I get that from um, and you, how, where can how, how I sleep you, how did you all have this written written down or did you have it in like your telephone or did yeah you have it fine. In, okay so you just had like a, like a memo or something like yeah, that yeah on, on, on my excel spreadsheet good old google okay. um, android phone so just had that on there and I'd uh, given a copy of to Dave so he could kind of follow where I was going and yeah. I gave that copy to my brother I think I might have posted it on a blog or something at one point as well um plans change though so I, I had that plan i was very aware that plans change and you can diverge from your your path and i diverged from the path quite a lot at okay. times um so i was using my phone to navigate off yep. and i was using locus maps as the navigating uh app 
So I kind of, because you could see the GR on the map, but the GR wasn't always there. So even right. though you might be thinking you're on a path, there was actually no path in front of you. There was nothing. So you had to kind of figure out, where do I go now? There was a lot of that going on. So, so what you were looking at on your telephone, you could see a line, but there was nothing in front, physically in front of you to walk on. Nothing apart from maybe a fence or some trees or okay. a bush or somebody's built a house. Or, oh, wow. Okay. Or there was maybe such a big fence that you knew probably what was going to be inside wasn't going to be friendly. Okay, um, I'm with you. So there's a lot of diverging from the route and backtracking, getting frustrated. It became very slow. I initially wanted to kind of try and run across Spain. It didn't happen for those reasons. And also mm -hmm. because I packed quite a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, a big lesson to be learned there for myself, you know, packing and, and getting like mm. kit. A lot of that comes down to finances as well. I'm not um, a big earner. Um, and so I can only get a certain type of yeah. kit. Um, I'd had a lot from previously worked um, in France from hiking and stuff, but to get the ultra ultra light kit, you have to spend a lot. Yeah, of money. I know. And I just, just don't have that. And equipment, you can spend as much as you want, really. I think. Yeah, it it is a little bit, and I I, I didn't want to do that. I didn't mm. want to become this massive kind of, I can pay for everything and go across the country, and that, that just becomes a little bit too easy. Really, yeah. I wanted to try and work with what I've got. Um, unfortunately, just sort of around Christmas Day when I was in Spain. Um, I started to get a pain in my tooth, one of my teeth. Okay, so this and is where things started to go a little bit Yeah, pear-shaped. Yeah. And um, I'd had some lovely experiences up until that point. Um, but yeah, the tooth kind of started to make itself a bit known. And um, I think by the 26th or 27th, mm -hmm. it was really that painful that the drugs I was taking, I'd had, I always sort of, for certain situations and that kind of, I wanted to have some ibuprofen. Okay. I'm like, not ideal. But I started to take it, yeah. and I was like, I don't really want to be carrying on hiking. I'm having to take these drugs, and I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So I just made the decision to just hike out to the nearest big town, which was somewhere near, just outside of Barcelona, by about an hour, I think. So it only done about two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of knew that someone had to see my tooth, and I went into Barcelona and went to a dentist, and their dentists out there are amazing. I just walked into this like walking clinic, yeah. and. Um, my Spanish is shocking and asked if I could see somebody and I should have showed them my tooth and I said I'm in a lot of pain and within about 15 minutes they seemed to bump me up in the appointments got me an x-ray yep. got me to see somebody um, the, the dentist that I saw said I don't really want to operate on your tooth but you do need to have that looked at like, with your dentist in the UK free uh, okay. the only thing I had wow. to pay for was I think four euros for some painkillers Amazing. Brilliant. That's really yeah, good. I, I don't know whether that was just they felt sorry for me. Um, I, I don't know what. When, um, you, when you got the language barrier, you were saying earlier, I just had a funny thought. because like, you know, you definitely want to make sure you show them the tooth and not, not the arm. That would the be. The arm's got to come off. Yeah, why, why are you <laughs> in, dent yeah, in dentist? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it was baby tooth. So mm -hmm. I'd always knew there was going to be a time in my life when that's going to have to come out. Um, why so, did it have to pick that time? I know. I know. It, it was mm, so frustrating. So frustrating. Um, so that happened I came back to the UK had it removed and like I say financially a little bit strapped for cash I was like I had to make the decision whether to go straight back out there spend more money getting back out there again and starting again or just go right okay I'm just going to put that down to experience and then replan for another time and that's what I did I, I planned for another okay. time um, but I took away an awful lot just from those few weeks that I was out there yeah. I mean, you had a long, a couple, long couple of weeks, just over a couple of weeks, so yeah, yeah, you could have, yeah. it was it was a good two and a half weeks. 
Um, yeah. The amount of people that I met on that trail who weren't uh, uh, hiking on the trail themselves, mm. I met no other hikers. Yeah. No just, other just hikers. Just people living around the towns and yeah. walking. Ham- hamlets. I mean, there were tiny places. Um, so I'd walk into, there was one time, I think it was Christmas Eve or day before Christmas Eve, maybe. 23rd, it might have been. And I uh, walked into this little hamlet and there's a little lady that, in the shop and I'm sort of picking a few things up and I'm like, oh, I don't suppose you know any campsites around and uh, in bad Spanish. <laughs> um, camping, see? Yeah. That was about <laughs> it. Um, and she got her daughter, her daughter spoke perfect English and we had a bit of a conversation so there's nowhere really around. Um, but if you wait, she was kind of translating stuff with her mum. If you, if you wait, my mum's going to find the mayor. And I'm like, okay. And uh, the mayor sometimes um, lets out the, the local community hall to mm-hmm. people. So that's what they did. Wow. Yeah. They opened it for you? Or, yeah, or that for me. Brilliant. That, yeah. Isn't that amazing? I know. So you imagine somebody important with the ride, you just going, wouldn't I'm happen. just going to get the mayor. Yeah, no, it wouldn't, ha- it wouldn't happen. The mayor, sorry. And he was lovely. Um, he was like, here's the key. Um, let yourself in, help yourself to the, the, the electricity, the light, the water, the toilets here. Um, what he didn't tell me though was that um, there was going to be a yoga class that night. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're lying in bed in a yoga class. I'm, I'm, put, I'm like putting my sleeping mat out, and um, there's suddenly like this door opens, and this lovely lady walks in, and she's oh, are you here for yoga? And I'm no, I'm I'm here to sleep, but okay. And she offers me the yoga class for free, and um, wow. then she donates all the proceeds because I tell her why I'm doing it and it's it was to raise money for cancer research as well because that's what my parents passed away from from cancer um as well as to get down to the property in mm-hmm. the south of spain i wanted to do it for for that other reason yeah so she donates the proceeds of her class to me Gosh, to cancer is, research you know, i'm absolutely taken taken back by that i can't believe it really it, 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 this this kind of kindness continued mm. it wasn't just that one particular occasion there are many other little occasions that kind of made you think how wonderful people are and then you talk about you said you're too scared to go off and do that sort of thing by yourself you don't need to be i mean you, you need to be aware yeah but it's it's very far from the truth mm. most people will go out of their way to help yeah, you yeah, yeah. um i mean it's not, not, not just a fear of people but it's a fear of getting lost it's a fear of wildlife it's things you don't know about the about the local area that, that you know that you worry you about, find but, that about anything don't you i, know, but I the, mean the wildlife the only thing i had to be scared of wild boars maybe okay that's the only thing and i they're less likely to attack you mm. i think they're more scared of you yeah, yeah, yeah. um i mean obviously if i was in somewhere like canada i'd be worried about bears yeah. that's a whole different kind of kettle of fish that's, that's the one thing that puts me off about doing the western states is yeah the bears. i'm like yeah. mm, maybe i shouldn't go <laughs> but anyway, yeah um yeah, that, that, i'll tell you what that's a remarkable story that is i've just and one of the ladies on offered me the next day come to my house and have breakfast Oh, and right. have a shower and I was just like this is just amazing mm. um, and it, the same thing happened the next day Christmas Eve no Christmas Day Christmas Day chap cycling down this route with a group of mates I was kind of looking at my phone wondering which direction to go because it was another moment where the map wasn't quite telling me what was on wasn't quite true to what I was seeing in front of me yeah. and um, he spoke English perfectly because he'd lived in England before okay. so like, here's my phone number um, if you have any problems call me wow alright Another lifeline. Yeah, Brilliant. but again, I, I mean, I'm a girl in the wilderness, mm-hmm. kind of wilderness, and these chaps just cycle past me, and one of them's given me a number. 
in all other situations that sounds dodgy as hell doesn't it <laughs> yeah it does yeah, yeah you know again, worrying yeah, yeah and, but they were helpful and he yeah. was helpful and i got to this town and it was like i said i think it was christmas eve yeah it was christmas eve and um the day after i just had a nice place in a town hall christmas eve this gets to the, the, the town and um often around towns it doesn't feel safe to camp Mm-hmm. But you, I wanted to be close to places so I could kind of get in the next day and get food without having to hike long ways. Okay, so you, so you're more around people there. Yeah. And, but but yeah, so it's a little bit better for food. Am I for, safe? For, yeah. And so I remember, and I called this guy up. He said, "Well, there's this bar," and I, I sat in a bar and um, it was open on Christmas Eve. Chatted to him, and I mentioned to the the, the barmaid that I'm phoning somebody up that I don't know. That he's coming here, and she was like. Just kind of keep an eye on me, kind of you thing. Just keep the shotgun under the counter. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> and he was like, well, he came in some white van, and um, it sounds terrible when I think about it. It's like it, horror people, story. People listening, it's it's they're going to be far removed from how it was when it actually yeah. happened. You often find that with, with tales, don't yeah. you? So, I, I, yeah, I can see where you. Chap drives up, about. white van. Lady behind the bar knows that I'm about to get in a van with a man that I don't know. Okay. <laughs> And but how, it was fine. How was she feeling about this? She, she <laughs> are you okay? I was like, I'm fine. She's like, you trust him? I'm like, I yeah. I'm, I'm very instinctive. Okay. Um, if something doesn't feel right, you'll yeah, you kind of go yeah. with it. Okay. I had no reason not to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, that might sound like really naive, oh. and I suppose in some ways it is. Well, I think you make the decisions you make based on the information you have at, at, at hand. hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd seen him with his group of mates. His mates had seen me take his number I was in a bar the barmaid had seen him there's enough there was enough information yeah. he'd come yeah. into the bar and had a chat and they kind of felt comfortable but obviously you never know who that person is mm. anyway he took me to um, his mother's property um, his mother was back in Barcelona for Christmas so her property was free okay. so he was like you've got this for Christmas Eve Christmas Day this is wow. your place my family and I live down the road so I'm going to come back and pick you up whilst you've had a shower and what have you I'm going to come back and pick you up and you're going to come out with me and my son and we're going to go Christmas shopping do the last bits of Christmas shopping together can Gosh, you imagine I'm just I'm just, no I no. can't <laughs> you're going to go Christmas shopping I'm, I'm hiking through Spain and I'm Christmas shopping, shopping. with my family I know yeah it was, it was just a, it, insane I didn't have Christmas meal or anything like that with them but I remember because that's quite an intrusion mm. and I really felt like I was intruding a little bit anyway but he was just so like, come with me. This is the place you're going to be staying in. Um, you're going to come Christmas shopping for a little bit. The next day, I'm going to take you to the trailhead again. And I might run with you a little bit. And then, you know, you go on your way. And it was just those little kindnesses along the way. Gosh, that's just Th- Those amazing. are probably two major ones that kind of remain in my mind. But there's loads of other ones as well, you know, where little cafes, I'd sit in a cafe and they, they just let me charge up their, charge up my phone and they just sit and chat to me. Mm. Or they just kind of, we do Google chats yep. because on my Spanish, maybe their Spanish, their English wasn't again, good, te- which I'd expect. Te- technology I, helping out again. Yep. Fantastic. And I just sort of sit and have a little chat with them via Google and learn a little bit about them. Um, keep warm for a little bit. Sometimes it's quite cold mm. and I was trying to warm myself up. Um, and I get a lot of people like that. And I'm sure there are other things that will come to mind, yeah. maybe that the things that happened and people that I met and, so all these stories were from the first, first time. The first time, yeah. yeah. Tell us a little bit about about how long a break you had, and then you went back for the a year and a half. A year and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And year you and went back to do the same route. Not again. quite, okay. no. So because it was summertime when I decided to do the route again, 
I went to look a little, little bit higher. I went more sort of towards the mid Pyrenees. Okay. Um, Planning to hike run again, or, or yeah, did you know this time? I kind of knew that there'd be more hiking involved. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I looked at my kit and tried to to get the lightest stuff possible, but without spending too much more than I had available. Um, I don't think you have to spend a lot of money on those kind of trips. Okay. Um, I could have done it a lot lighter and spent a lot more money. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. Um, so yeah, I started. Oh, I wish I had the details right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name of the town I started uh, you can keep, at. Keep, keep it high level if you want. Yeah, you don't, um, you don't, you don't need to know, know, know the names of. Places. It was it was in the north, uh, just outside of Andorra. You could cross over into okay. Andorra okay. Um, within twelve miles. So I started. Yeah, that was it. So I started um, on the edge of Andorra border, and. Um, the memorable part for me is that I was starting to take photos and got told off by the customs people that were taking photos of the border and stuff. Oh, right. But obviously I wanted a picture of the flag okay. and the fact that I was on the Spanish Andorra yeah. border. And um, yeah, I just got told off and um, had to kind of walk <laughs> away. Um, I was like, that's a good start. And uh, very quickly realised that it's going to be less, again, less running, more hiking. Yeah. Um, I, I did run a bit. But then it kind of turned into a hike. Um, again, for the same reasons as the, the first time I tried it, the, the routes aren't where you think they're going to be. Uh, they've changed the routes and they haven't been put onto the maps. There's a lot of change happening in, in Spain with places being built. Okay. Because it's hard to keep these kind of like maps updated. It's not the same as, as the OS maps, our alternate survey maps. Not the same as IGN maps um, in France. So it's, it's quite... The Spanish routes are not as of well kept i okay. think in certain places yeah. some are some are amazing chunks of it are mm. amazing there, there are the chunks that really aren't yeah i mean the, the ordnance survey maps are, are just fantastic yeah. I, I know i've heard of the teams that go out and, and kind of walk the routes and plan everything it, it's a it's an yeah. incredible yeah it's not quite yeah. the same over there despite the fact that they're, they're, the grs grand montanais that they're not looked after in the same way mm, mm, um okay. so I, again i knew quite quickly that i would have to temper down the fact that i was not going to be running as much and that yeah. was okay yeah. um so, so what, what happened what happened at the end of that hike then? i dropped my phone in the pool brilliant yeah okay. i know i know no tooth the tooth behaved itself Te tooth, tooth was fine well i'm yep. missing tooth still so you know gappy gappy <laughs> now um i've actually got a baby tooth, a, a full tooth actually that needs to come down okay but that's going to take a lot of work and a lot of money that okay, to invest right. into that yeah. um so yeah, I, I I dropped my phone in the pool three days away from where I was going to be finishing, which is my parents' property. Um, I was just being vain. Okay. I was just taking selfies in a pool, and um, again, this is another kindness. I dropped the phone in the pool. The chap I was staying with, um, old elderly gentleman, seventy something. Mm -hmm. He'd lost his his wife three years previously. He was kind of running the being business, being business just off the back of a book that um, had been published about um, hiking the uh, part of the GR, uh, I can't remember which GR, part of the E4. Okay. It's a GR that is on the E4. And um, it's quite a well-known section through the Sierra Nevadas and he's towards the end of the Sierra Nevadas. Al, Al Mahar, Al, no, I'm not even gonna try and pronounce it because <laughs> I'll get it wrong. It begins with A-L. Um, okay. So his B&B &B was at the end of it, this particular section. And it was in a book and every so often people would phone him up and go have you got a room but he didn't really do the bnb &B that much and advertise it it was just purely in this book it'd been written quite a few years ago but people were still calling him up and i'd called okay. him up the day before going have you got a space 
Yes, he came and met me in the town centre and walked me to his little place because it wasn't advertised, didn't have any B&B signs or anything okay. outside, just a little house on a little away. back street, yeah. yeah. Um, but he had this little pool, about, I mean, it cost me like 25 euros. Amazing. Great. It was lovely. I mean, you wouldn't get a 25 euro B&B here in the UK. And, and it had a pool. And it had a pool, views across the Sierras, uh, breakfast included, shower on, so you would not get that in the UK. Amazing. And I couldn't pass yeah. up the opportunity. Um Except you didn't take a, you didn't take a swim. Your your phone did. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So the phone dropped it in the pool. Took it out. The chap I um I was uh, staying with at the B and B. Um, he's like, okay. Well, what can we do to rectify this? Is it going to come alive? Put you know rice bags and stuff like that. Tried that. So I'm not. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to stop. I can't carry on without my phone. Well, you, and, weren't, no, you weren't thinking you have to go back to the UK. Were you just going to make? somehow make your way to your parents' place to my parents' place I was too close to my parents' place I was only three days of hiking running but in terms of distance you could get there in an hour and a half driving okay so what we did was I had an auntie who lived quite relatively close by which was about two hours from where I was about half an hour from where my parents' places was and um so I contacted her. She said, well, if you meet me at this place on the coast, I can give you your keys for your parents' property because she was looking after the keys for me. I had keys in the UK, but I didn't want to bring them with me. Um, and this chap drove me mm-hmm. an hour or so down the coast okay. and waited with me whilst I tried to get my phone fixed. Couldn't get mm-hmm. my phone fixed or anything like that. That was my kind of, if all else fails, try and get it fixed and then I can restart again didn't happen wasn't fixable I didn't want to spend days and days and days trying to find a new map um, find a new phone because again that's time and money yeah I'd already booked my flight I think I had about two weeks until I was supposed to fly out again and I was like I didn't really want to spend all this time trying to do that I was like right okay I'm just going to draw a line I've done something stupid (laughs) yeah don't take your phone near a pool. Don't start being vain and taking selfies. Selfie culture. Yeah. And in the end, it actually worked out really well. I managed to get to my parents' property, put it up for sale, and within about five days, get an offer, and a good offer, and sell it. Wow, so okay. uh, I don't believe in coincidences, but I think it worked out well. Mm. I think it worked out better than it probably could have done in some ways yeah. because I dropped my phone in the pool. I think sometimes like mistakes and changes like that, like you, you often think like they happen for the right reason, but they it, it's just a sequence of time, isn't it? It just ha- it happens and then life carries on. Yeah, very precisely. Of, yeah, and then it does all make sense. Yeah, yeah, it did, yeah. and it did make all, it did make sense. It's frustrating. It was a stupid mistake to make, um, but you know it happens. You carry on, you crack on, and do the next thing. And you carry on taking selfies near pools. I probably do. I don't know if I have. <laughs> I probably have. I, yeah, no, I probably have. One of my, one of my favourite uh, selfies is the one that you took of us at the start of the Southlands Way Fifty a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, with you and Jason. It's such a nice photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just look, all look so happy and yeah. kind of like. <laughs> Full of pain. Yeah, 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 brilliant. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it ended. Um, it ended well in the end, mm, literally. Okay. It ended well in the end. But I mean, there's a lot of stories from that as well. I, I, I like I said at the beginning, I wanted to do the the route without having to um, take any public transport. But I ended up having to take public transport because I was going so slow. And yeah. I had arranged to meet Dave halfway in okay. Valencia, and he was going to join me for a little bit. And I was about 150 miles okay. away from getting to him when he was going to be arriving in a few days and I'm like I'm not going to cover that distance mm-hmm. in those days it's just not going to happen um, yeah, just, <laughs> it just wasn't going to yeah, happen so I ended up jumping on a train no yeah a train okay. which is a mission in itself 
to to get to um, meet him and then yeah. we spent a nice bit of time together and then I cracked on with the next stage okay. again I met some more amazing people there's some lovely people in have you kept in contact with, with these, these, yeah. People, like these people yeah yeah a few of them I mean uh, uh, particular lady and her her partner um, after I left Dave I've gone to Mercia and then um, I can't remember the name of the town and carried on up past this river spent a nice night like camping and then started to hike out and I got to this little village for Hamlet really okay. just like a fountain with houses surrounding it and it literally mm. was that and I kind of came into this little town little village and um there's a couple of people milling around the fountain some people arriving in cars so I'm like there's a party about to happen okay. and um I'm filling my water bottle up and then one of the ladies from this party group starting to form comes over to me and starts speaking to me in Spanish. But I'd already heard them speak in English. And I'm like, it's okay. It's probably better if you speak in English. And um, Jo, her name is. And uh, she she said, oh, well, why don't you come over and sit down with us for a while? And um, okay, no, I've got, I've got, the time was of no essence on that particular yep. day. Um, and I sat down with them. They're like, what are you doing? Where are you going tonight? And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to probably camp somewhere down on the, the road off the road somewhere and I'm like you can't do that you're going to stay here tonight and they were like if you want to you can and I'm like I had to think about it and I was like okay I would have been like yes yeah 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 <laughs> why not lovely lovely group of people um, they're millionaires they're hat uh, makers okay and they've got a little business out there and they actually do um, courses where you can kind of spend time out there learning how to make hats um, but they're amazing friendly group of people um, mm-hmm. who just opened the doors to me just purely because I was standing by a fountain again just sounds like there's just so many so many lovely yeah, people yeah they're amazing to help. Uh, you get these little places mm. that they just want to help you you often hear that about the uh, you know the, the FKTs people do yeah out in like you know Pyrenees yeah. or in America whatever. you just hear these stories where people are just so just want to help you yeah and they must be so used to people hiking through or yeah. well she this group they said it doesn't they don't get that many people and I was doing okay. it <laughs> So I'd gone from one extreme to the other. In December, I decided to hike across Spain, bad time of year. And then I decided to hike in the summer, mm. where it gets up to like 40 degree temperatures. Okay, so so yeah. <laughs> two extremes, very, yeah. very big. So I, I wasn't really hiking in a season where there was a lot of hikers. But um, yeah, they were ever so friendly, ever so welcoming. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I, hat, hat, talking about hats, hats off to you yeah. for, for doing that. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's incredibly brave that you did that. You did that. And go to go back again, and I know you've you've recently told me that you're thinking of possibly a, Maybe. a third trip. Maybe it's, it's it's a thought in my head. It's just amazing. I think I think it's brilliant. But like I say, you say, you've taken away so many experiences yeah. and so much learning and what you've seen and experienced in the towns you've been through. Nothing's impossible. Um, That's what I've kind of learned. I've yeah. always kind of thought, just like like I sort of said in, in in this talk, where anything's possible. Yeah. If you think it, you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I completely agree. So, yeah, I think it's amazing. Thank, thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I was going to. Quickly, because I realise I don't want to keep you for too long. Um, I think we've been going for. I can keep on. Have we? Sorry, no, no, no. I told you I keep on going. This, you know, I, honestly, if I could, if I could run. <laughs> if only my path, running kept on going as much as my talking <laughs> kept on going, it would be amazing. Oh, oh, it does. It does. No, no. We've got we, we've got plenty of time. I just don't want to uh, just don't want to take too much more of your time. But what I wanted to do was um, quickly just ask you a few sh- uh, quick fire questions, mm. or uh, just just very very quick questions, uh, and yeah, just kind of mostly running related. Um, What's your favourite race or your favourite run and why? Difficult. I think we kind of touched on the fact that it's it depends on the environment. I mean, UTMB is always going to have a, a place in my heart because I I just have that attachment to it. 
I've always wanted to run it for my parents, so I, I, I do love it. I do want to finish. I have tried the CCC, I DNF'd. Like I say, I really am the queen of DNFing. <laughs> so, but I still love those races. I still love the, 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 the ambience, the beauty of the place. Um, the, uh, all those people have, have earned their place there. Mm. And there's a lot of um, blood, sweat and tears. And you really sense that when you're, yeah. you're on the start line. You really you have that feeling. Everyone's, they've really worked to be here and they're really passionate about doing it. And yeah, you really yeah. feel that when you're walking around the town. Everyone has that goal. Everyone wants to finish. Mm. And everyone is loving being there. It's like you've, you've come on the, you've all come on the same journey. Yeah, like a, and all a... summer we're here together, and it's just, it's just we're all in awe of everything that's about to happen to us. Yeah, and wonder and excitement, and it's just an amazing place to be. Chamonix. I've done the Mont Blanc Marathon a few times. A similar kind of atmosphere, to be honest. Okay. So it's... Chamonix, Chamonix in the mountains, your favourite. I love it. I yeah. do love it. I mean, I, I don't know if I say it's my favourite because there are so many other places that are just as gorgeous mm. and just as amazing and I, I, I don't really do a huge amount of racing mm-hmm. I don't have a full race calendar as you, as you put it I do two or, two or three a year there are places that resonate mm. with me and Chamonix does okay favourite running route around Portsmouth um, Portsmouth difficult um, I like trails okay so anywhere that's got a bit of mud and a bit of grit um, I will head towards I will veer towards that way I can't stand running in the city. So Eastern Roadway probably. Eastern Road. Hill Sea Lines. lines I yeah. like. Okay. Um, yeah, I used to run along there quite a lot. Okay. Yeah. What shoes are you currently running in? Mixture. So uh, when I did Spain, I wore Columbia mm-hmm. and I've still got those. Great. Grip on them is fantastic. Um, they're still going. They've just got holes in them, okay. but they're still going. I use Asics generally. Okay. That's purely because I worked for them for a while. Mm-hmm. So I've got free shoes. Brilliant. So I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who kind of has one particular brand. Yeah, yeah. When you find a shoe that, that, that's good for you, it's, it's, it's nice. It, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, have you got a favourite, okay, you've told us loads of details of your hiking and stuff like that, but have you got a favourite um, funny, embarrassing moment that's happened to you during a run or a race? Anything, anything that sticks out in mind? You can even say one of your uh, one Embarrassing? Of your I can't races. really think of embarrassing. <laughs> I'm sure I have embarrassed myself, but I can't think of anything. I mean... Fa- no. favorite. I think. I think. Well, I think the story you told earlier about about the the help that you got. The I'm, help. I'm I mean, the, incredible. They they're all amazing. It, there's no one favorable mm. story because they're all amazing in their own right. Yeah. The kindness of people. Good. It really is that. Okay. That's my favorite thing about a trail. Uh, so this is this is just an odd, an odd question that I ask at the end. Garmin, Sunto, Polar, or Coros. What do you, what watch do you use? If you use any. Um. Use Garmin, like Garmin. I have a Sunto. Garmin. I like Sunto. I've used um, Timex watches before in the past when I very first. Okay. Whatever suits you and whatever works for you. Okay. I'm on Sunto at the moment. You're, you're very neutral. <laughs> I'm neutral in pretty much everything. I don't I like to it. say this is the best and yep. this is the best yep. because it's all subjective. Yeah. Stop or on to I would give as well. <laughs> um, what's your best thing to eat while on a run? On anything. A run? Anything. Calories done. I'm just yep. like whatever. I, I I'm. I think again going back to hiking days i can kind of put in my mouth a lot yep. and because i am quite slow because i'm not a speedy person i think my body will then react differently to someone who's doing seven minute miles and i'm doing 11 minute miles my body can process the, those mm. food stuffs yep. a little bit more easily okay. um so sorry malt loaf that's the one thing i do love okay. i love mini sorry malt loafs there they have go. to go in my backpack always okay. if i don't have those generally about five of them then i'm i'm screwed that's your thing that's my thing <laughs> is there anything at the moment that you dislike about running the, run, the whole running world I if, think um, injuries as I'm getting older okay. little niggles that's okay. the only thing I don't like uh, normal 
But there's, there's nothing like running itself, no. I love running. Okay, brilliant. Um, your favourite post-race routine? Do you have any kind of like go-to drinks or go-to things that you do Beer. after a run? <laughs> no, not always. That, 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 that makes me sound like an alcoholic. But um, huh, routine. I mean, when I, mean, I was really going through my training, it used to be come back, get in a bath have a really nice relaxing bath, yeah. uh, do stretches. I've always kind of been someone who does a little bit of yoga here and there. So I'll spend like a good sort of 10 minutes after a really long run mm. um, trying to stretch out. doesn't always happen, yeah. but that's what I've generally always tried to go for. A nice long bath, stretch out. Baths after a run, they're the best. They're brilliant. Yeah. Bath and beer. Jump, why are you jumping to the shower? I have no idea. No. I don't want to stand up. I want to lie down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And the heat just really is nice. It's good. Yeah. You're really, really good. Okay. Um, I was going to chat a little bit to you about park runs and stuff like that, but you know, we'll, we'll get you back on the show. We can talk about park runs. No, no, I was going to ask you what your favourite park run route or park run is in the uh, in the area because there's so many around here. There are, um, and they they they're always growing. Yep. Um, so a few come to mind. I love Tring. Mm-hmm. Um, done that a few years back um, with Dave and his dad. I think his brother might have come. Can't remember. That was good fun. Hilly, Montecute is the one that's the. I really love down yeah. in okay. uh, Somerset, okay. Yeovil Way, Montacute House, National Good. Trust, absolutely stunning. How, how many different park runs have you done? I don't know, 20 something? 20 something, okay. Maybe. That's quite a lot. That's good. I think, maybe more, I don't know. Okay, and finally, any advice you want to offer to any runners out there? Anything, could be anything. Mm, don't be scared of giving stuff a go. If you have, like I said before, if you have an idea in your mind and it resonates with you, if you get some kind of emotional feedback from that, go with it. Mm. Good um, advice, really, really good advice. I think I think that kind of resonates from yourself. Your stories you told. You're not scared to keep going. No. It doesn't matter about failing because there well, isn't it, really a way you can fail, is no. it? Because everything is a learning experience. Yeah. If you're trying, then you're not failing. There are some people who probably disagree with that. That's fine. Yeah. There, 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 there <laughs> always fine. will be. They will, yeah. But it's what resonates with yourself, and, yeah. and people can take that away as a as a as a lesson. I think yeah. definitely. And uh, DNF for me stands for do not forget. Yeah, and I don't, you yeah. know, I, I've learned a lot yeah. um, through, through my journey in running. Um, not to take myself too seriously, um, but just keep on trying. Mm-hmm. That's all you can ever do. Absolutely. And life's too short not to. Absolutely. Yeah. Gabrielle, thank you so, yes, okay. so much. And listen, we will get you on in the future because if you do go out to Spain for a third time, I'd love to maybe dive into that a bit more okay. and just hear, hear whatever experiences come out yeah, of that. Yeah, third but, time so, lucky. Third time lucky, yes. Yeah. And uh, next hundred mile lucky if... If it happens. I haven't entered one. <laughs> if it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it will. It will. I'm, I have no doubt that I will do a 100 mile. I just haven't got one in my mind at the moment that I want to Excellent. do. You've been a pleasure to have one. Thank you so much. Thank you and, for your time. I uh, hope everyone enjoyed that. And yeah, thank you so much. More, most welcome. Just a quick thanks to Belligerence for letting us use the intro music for the show. And thank you again to our show guest this week, Gabrielle Yates. It was a fascinating interview. And please tune in next time. I've got an absolute cracking guest to interview uh, where we speak mainly about his achievements in the marathon distance. So look forward to speaking to you again soon. Wishing you again a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.